0: On this episode, you will learn five tax deductions for entertainers. We'll answer Can you write off your haircut? Next, the exception for deducting makeup. And stay tuned at the end for the one time breast implants were deducted. As always, if this episode helps you, brings you value, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Matt Darby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Build Your Wealth Muscle. For those who are first-time listeners, welcome. Appreciate you joining us. For those who are new, you may not be aware we have two different types of episodes. There's this type, which is a solo episode, where it's just me, and I can go really deep on different areas of finance, tax, things like that. Um, and I hope, like today's episode, to be it's detailed enough that it can really be helpful to you, and take it to your tax advisor, whoever, and say, you know, this is the steps I need to follow to to take it to deduction or whatever the case may be. But basically, the, the point is to be able to go deep enough that it's informative. Uh, the second type is when we bring on a guest and they're an expert in something relevant to you, whether uh, like I'm supposed to have a guest on today that has reschedule um, in the mortgage space, but it could be legal, sales, marketing, or just a business owner similar to yourself. They are a professional just like yourself or have a business similar to yours in the online space. And so they'll come on and talk about their successes and challenges. But today is... a a solo episode. And like you saw from the title, it's about deductions for entertainers. So who's that going to be? Like, obviously it could be this This tax code, a lot of what I'm about to read to you today. It it comes from the, exactly from the IRS audit guide. And so a lot of the the way this was written is actually for their auditors. So it's things they're looking at and the way they can look at a deduction that someone took to see whether they're going to allow it or not. Now, the way, the way things work, and you guys may not be aware, when there's a tax deduction, a lot of times what's really helpful for us as business owners is someone gets audited and the IRS basically says that deduction is not allowed. Um, I'll use like a a reference because last week, if you listened to last week, I talked about the home office deduction. That's what happened. I forget if it was a dentist or doctor, essentially took a home office deduction and the IRS said, you have an office, disallowed. He fought it and won in tax court. So that's how basically the progression works is if the IRS auditor rejects you, you as a U.S. citizen or U.S. taxpayer, I should say, you have the right to keep fighting and going up the chain and that ultimately end land you in tax court. And that is going to decide whether you win or lose. And when you win, it gives the rest of us that legal precedent to be like, Hey, this is a deduction now. So that, so that guy fought the battle for the rest of us for the home office. So I'm going to read to you the ones I'm going to probably reference some of them. Hopefully it's not too boring, but th- this, these, these, <laughs> Deductions, whether they're allowed or not allowed, a lot of them historically have been fought in court and someone won or lost and it opens the door for the rest of us or it gives us a little more clarity because if you listen to any tax advisor, so many deductions are in the gray area and it's intentionally that way by the IRS. But whenever there's a tax case that goes to court and there's an outcome, the rest of us in a tax world can use that as either precedent or a little more guidance to tell our clients like, yeah, hey, this isn't so good. Like this guy or girl tried it and it didn't work. And so it's not worth it for us. So that's the gu- th- That's the basis of what these, what is there, six categories that I'm going to talk about today. Now, again, these are these are for entertainers. So this is going to be applicable to a lot of people listening because in the online space, that could be you. Um, again with the online social media space so let's dive in number one image that's that's a vague term but overall this is not deductible there's no deduct there's no deductibility for the way that you look in general so that's what i want to s- start with that in general these physical appearance things are not deductible that's the way the irs looks at it so now when we go through the other the other five, because again, I should probably say there really is five instead of uh, six, because image is the overall um, theme here. So let me just dive into what the first one means. So in terms of image, wardrobe. I've talked about some prior episodes. A lot of tax people talk about this. Clothing is not a tax deduction. And so there's going to be a theme here where I say you can't do it, but in these limited circumstances, maybe you can get away with it. So wardrobe is not deductible. So clothes must be not be suitable for if you want to deduct them. They can't be for general personal wear. So jeans, for example, or a suit. Again, it's easier for me to think I don't know anything about fashion. So if I reference mostly men's fashion, that's just because I don't know women's. Um, but like a man's suit. Yes, a lawyer can say, I wear this to work every day, so it should be deductible. The IRS says, could you wear it to a wedding? Could you wear it to a funeral? So if so, it's personal. It's not deductible. Too bad. So that's, that's the way they look at it. So like if it's a costume, for example, like if it's something really out there, like think of the people that do the Super Bowl stuff, like that would not be something you would wear, personally. So, costumes tend to get allowed as deductible. Um, then there's the other things like that are legitimately, they're not really uh, applicable to entertainers, but it'd be like uniforms. Like if it's uh, a nurse's scrubs or something like that. But but again, we're focusing on the entertainer. So, if it's a costume or something like that, then you don't have to worry about it. It would be not personal. So, it could be a business deduction. And I've talked about this before. Another way is you start shifting things to the marketing side. You put your logo on your clothing in big, bold viewership. Um, that's a terrible way to phrase it. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't think of it. It has to be v- visible, very visible. Uh, you know, getting back to the suit reference. If it's my logo on the inside pocket of my suit, that doesn't fly. No one can see it. The IRS isn't buying that crap. So it's got to be bold visible, whatever you want to say, it's got to be clearly an advertisement. So whatever that means for your type of clothing. All right. Makeup. This one is, again, in general, makeup is personal use. It's not deductible. So what are the exceptions? Stage makeup that a taxpayer would buy either for like an audition if you're going to be doing something, but it can't be general over the counter. So I've told people In the past, like if you're going to if you're doing social media, only fans, whatever, and you're trying to deduct the makeup, do yourself a favor and don't buy it at like Target. Buy it at somewhere that like photographers and people in the industry would buy like professional grade makeup. Again, I don't know where those are. I I keep practicing. I don't know fashion. I don't know things like this, but you know what those places would be. So it's not Target it would be where the professionals buy their products. And so that's going to get you a little more credibility that you're not trying to just buy something from Target and write it off because you record videos. That's not going to cut it. You need to prove to the IRS, like this is, this is specifically used only for business. Again, I would even recommend in that scenario, you use it, you make sure you use a business card, you, you can document the event that it was used for, things like that. To show that this was legit business. It's not just you're buying makeup and you're going to use it all the time. That they want to know where it was purchased and that it was never worn, quote unquote, stage. Grooming. So, haircuts are not deductible. They're personal. This went to court in the mid-60s. Um, a soldier was, that was mandated by the military to get haircuts tried to deduct it. And they said no. So basically, they're they're saying they don't even care if you're obligated to get haircuts for you know employers, for example, but it's not a business expense. It's inherently personal. It says, and now the IRS being frustrating the way they are, they said it's only deductible in very special circumstances. And inside of this, this 134-page uh, publication, they did not list a special circumstance. Some of the other ones I'm going to go through actually do. So there actually are special circumstances that they give. Now, here's when I transition to the next one, you'll you'll hear some of those exceptions. And they're very specific. Okay, so now let's get into the essentially the fourth one, which is physical fitness. Now, as a general rule, the helpfulness of your appearance for general health and physical fitness is not deductible. I even had a, a whole episode a few back. Um, let's see if I can find it. Episode 77 Health Coaching Expense Deduction. So that there is, I went there through some distinctions on how you can turn fitness related things into medical deductions. Now, here we're not talking medical, we're talking business. So, there are specific instances where they will allow the deductibility. And now, the, the examples that are here are more from Hollywood, but we can try to apply them to our business. But it says, where you could do it, an actor or an actress gets a role in a martial arts movie and has to learn karate. That level, it was for us because they want to make a specific connection between the taxpayer and the trader business for a particular job in that scenario. So, substantiation requirements would have to be satisfied, but in that scenario, they'll allow it. So, then they say there's also specialty associated with the success of you, the taxpayer. Now, it sounds like they're talking about someone very specific here, who says a special skill is so associated with an entertainer or an athlete's success that it's maintenance is akin to keeping up their professional skills. For example, I'm reading this word for word. For example, a Mr. Universe turned actor might be required by the nature of his employment and the types of roles to keep up his bodybuilding and weightlifting skills. So you can see this is where I feel like you guys have a a really good argument. If you're listening to this, you're an IFBB pro or something like that. And you have a brand, or maybe you're WB, WBFF Pro, and that's part of your brand. Again, I if I was your tax advisor, I feel like there is there is some case precedent to say this is part of your brand. Now, I totally I would we've already discussed some the prior episodes. Your actual competing, that's networking, that's brand development, that's marketing for you because you can show like all the marketing, all the the stage photos things like that. When you're actually at the event, there's networking with with colleagues, brand credibility. I'm all for that. Where I think it gets tricky and I have this this that is super in the gray with all my clients when you try to deduct your actual trainer because I don't think that's general that's that's deep in this gray area. But this could be the the precedent that you could take to your accountant and say, hey, this is where I want to do it. The second example they give, an Olympic ice skater who becomes a professional ice skating star. So again, I feel like these these are giving a little bit of precedent to what you guys do for a living if you're listening to this in, in the online fitness space. If you are a pro, now like all these things, you're going to have to, if you're going to live in this gray area, you're going to have to show a link between what you're doing or what you're paying for that's a business expense and the revenue it's generating for you. So um, so it's doable is basically what I'm saying here. There are exceptions, but you may have to document the hell out of what you're doing because on the surface, the IRS frowns upon these deductions. All right. Now, the last one we're going to get into is cosmetic surgery. Now, what I what I just prefaced with fitness and what we talked about on episode 77 with health coaching expense deductions, I want to be clear about the, the confusion that could easily arise with the next thing I say. So we need to make an important distinction and delineation between when we say it's an, a deductible expense, if we're talking medical de- tax deduction or business tax deduction, there's a huge difference. I've talked about on prior episodes, let me see if I can quickly find it. Um, Probably episode 77, I probably went into the the way the medical deduction works. I believe I did. Um, And if not, I believe it's, I've talked about it a few times. Those typically be uh, my episodes that you guys find most boring. So I try not to make it a whole episode, but long story short, you can't get a great medical deduction because of the way the tax code works. So uh, if you make 200 grand, you don't get a single tax deduction until you have medical expenses over 15,000 because it's based on 7.5%. So using it, I should have said 100 grand. So $7,500, then it begins. So if you spent $8,000 in medical, you get a $500 deduction. And then to make it worse, 85% of the people, uh, 85% of taxpayers, don't use the the way that the uh, itemized deduction where the medical sits. They use standard. So very few people are getting the medical. That's that's so the point when I say here like oh the IRS says this is a deduction, we have to make sure we're talking medical versus business because a business expense we all know like that's those are the good ones. It's like hey my cell phone bill, hey my trip to Miami to visit a client. Those are the business expenses that we love, especially as business owners, because we're doing our best to move personal expenses that we're incurring anyway into the business. Okay. So I'm going to keep referencing, hey, this is medical. Hey, this is business, but I don't want you to just hear a deduction and be like, awesome, Pat said I can get a deduction for this cosmetic procedure. But if it's medical, that doesn't really help your business too much. And if, depending on how you're filing, it might not help you at all. All right. So, Just for the nerds out there like me, when I say medical expense, it's referencing the IRS code 213 or the IRS code business related is 162. Just want to throw that in there for anyone who's listening to this to bring some of this advice to their accountant. You can give them a reference guide. And if they're not talking to you about this, well, hit me up because what the hell are you paying them for? Anyway, so. All right. The IRS is clear on these are not, now we're talking medical, these are not medical deductions, faceless, facelifts, hair transplant, and any other procedure directly directed merely to improve your appearance. And they put that in quotes. So, it's not a medical deduction if it's just to make you look better. Okay, again, we start with the, no, this isn't allowed, and then we're going to get some specific examples. So here is a specific example in the cosmetic space where it was allowed for business. Now, the way that this works, again, when, we, when they talk about medical deductions, if it just makes you look good, it's not medical or it's not a medical deduction. When we're talking about it for business, the way the IRS looks at it is, would this cosmetic surgery be detriment, detrimental to you outside of your career? So that's what they're they're using as a guideline, and I'll give I'll show you an example in a minute. But basically, like if you get a facelift and you look good in real life, and you're more attractive and younger and all that stuff, then that's good for your personal life, and obviously it'd be good for your business as well. But it's also good for your personal life. So they would say, you know, we can't distinguish just whether or not you did this purely for your business or not, so we're not going to allow it. So again, that that example might be confusing, but I just want you to... You know, that phrasing might be confusing, but the example I'm about to give you is going to make it clear, I believe. Okay, breast implants. This is not a medical deduction, and this is not a business deduction, except once. And you'll hear... So it was Hess versus Commissioner. This was mid-90s. I believe she was an exotic dancer in New York City. And this is the the reason it was allowed. This is a A quote from the court case, her, excuse me, her implants were so extraordinarily large. We find that they were only useful for her business. Now I'd heard about this case before, and I didn't research all the details, but I remember from reading before, I believe the implants were so big that she was actually having medical problems. Like I think it was like hurting her back and all these things that were causing detriments in her personal life that her that her attorneys were able to prove and they were also able to prove a correlation to the exponential revenue growth. So in that scenario, their all whole argument was this was not good for my personal life. It did not help my personal appearance. It helped my business. And so that's why this is like the one case that everyone's like, oh, like I, I think I could do my breast implants. But for the vast majority of people, the IRS says no way. So again That was not a medical expense. That was a business expense because they were able to prove it was detrimental to her outside of her career and hence the business. All right. Now they dive into the example of false teeth. These are considered extremely personal and thus not deductible, but they are not deductible medically. Now, should you try to deduct it for your business? This is where I'm going to give you the specific uh, court cases. I know I did it with the breast implant one, too, but I'm going to give you these because you can take these to your accountant because on this one, I have no recommendation because the courts found this basically two separate ways. There's one where they were in favor and one where it lost. So I'm going to give you the information and you do it. So if you were planning on trying to use one of these, I'm going to give you the facts and you can run with it, or if you work with me and my team, we're going to use this as the reason, and if you get audited, that will be the case. We're not lawyers. I'm not defending you in tax court or anything like that, but this would be the basis for the deduction, and we would you know, document the hell out of it, but the courts were divided. So for fake teeth, some courts were lenient on the deductions for the various needs of the actors or actresses. In a case, Denny versus commissioner, the court allowed a deduction for replacement dental work. Now, there was another one, Sparkman versus commissioner. There was the taxpayer. It was for uh, the deduction of dentures, even though they were not needed for any sort of uh, enunciation. That's what is written in the court document. So the court found the taxpayer did not prove that the teeth were used for business purposes only. So you can see there's two court cases here. And obviously, I didn't get into the details because I don't think that's helpful for anybody in these instances. But basically, it proves that in one instance, they were able to prove that the dental work had a business function. In the second one, it they couldn't prove that. And thus, it fell as uh, rejected. So again, you're going to see this theme here that if you want to write these things off, the burden is totally on you. And so if you are looking to do this, you should factor in a couple of things. What is the deduction going to help you? Like How much is it going to save you? And if you get rejected and you have to pay taxes, interest, and penalties, on the disallowed deduction. Is that worth it to you? Because if you say, well, you know what, if I lose this, like Pat said, there's some court cases, I'll fight it. You have to do that calculation in your head to be like, okay, my tax liability was 10 grand plus interest and penalties. If I win, I won't have to pay those. But if I win, I had to hire tax professionals to win it for me. Would that be worth it? That's what you have to consider because even if you win, it wasn't free. You're going to have to hire people to go through the process. And again, like you can go to your first level of IRS and just talk to the auditors and hope for the best. And that's, that could be free if you do it yourself. But if you lose there and you have to go hire an attorney, a tax attorney to represent you in tax court, now you have a decision to make because even if you win, you're paying legal fees. So um, just to get back to the cosmetic here, it's a medical procedure and this is where you need to get um, creative with your medical professionals because now we're, we're out of the business side and we're back into the medical deduction side, not a business. It's a medical ex- deduction expense if it is solving a deformity, congenial abnormality or personal injury resulting from an accident, trauma or disfiguring disease. So, you've probably heard before people, maybe you haven't, I don't know, but you might have friends that have had a nose job that is a medical expense because they have some sort of breathing problem. So, if you just go in and say, I don't like the look of my nose, I want a nose job, that's not a medical deduction. But if you can go in and say, well, I have um, a problem with breathing or sleeping or whatever the case may be, then it's medical again. Now, again, if if that scenario, just because it's a medical deduction doesn't mean you can bring it into the business. So those that's the last one when we talked about the cosmetic. Most of the things that we're talking about are more fall on the medical side where you like again, like if you're trying to get something done, and again, even like you you hear people getting reductions in breast size. Typically, if you're if you're saying, Oh, I had back problems and this and that, the, typically you're arguing to say, This is medically necessary, so it's a medical deduction. Don't confuse that with it's medically necessary, so I'm gonna write it off my business. Doesn't work like that. So the the IRS is pretty clear on whether you're trying to push it down the medical side or push it down the business side. And unfortunately, as business owners, that's where we want it. We want it down the business road, but that's the harder uh, to prove. So hopefully this is helpful in a nutshell. You know, the the ones that, that I listed here, wardrobe, makeup, grooming, physical fitness, and cosmetic surgery. As a general rule, these are not deductible. If you want to take them, you have to pay close attention to documentation and the specific revenue that you are tying to these um, increases in your improvements to your appearance. So... Hopefully this is helpful. Share it with a friend. And as always, feel free to DM me. It's at the Pat Darby. Love to help you guys out in the DMs, especially as I try to grow my page. So have a great week. Talk to you later, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle. The links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes.